Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. So welcome to this week's edition of Let's Talk Loyalty. And today I am interviewing a gentleman based in London who is coming at the whole area of emotional connection for brands from a very different perspective. So as many of you listening will know, I have done a huge amount of work with brand partnerships over the years, and they've all been done within the context of loyalty programs. But Tom Sugg, who I'm about to chat to, specializes in brand partnerships for all different types of marketing objectives. And I've been particularly impressed, in fact, with his own marketing, in fact, on LinkedIn, as somebody who's really managing to uh, drive a huge amount of awareness of the type of work they're doing from the agency that he works for in London, which is called Brand Culture. So there are some really exciting brands that we're going to talk about, some fascinating case studies. Some of them will be around the area of sales promotion. And as much as possible, obviously, we'll talk about how this content is relevant to you as loyalty managers listening. Listening. So, before I get into the conversation, let me first of all welcome Tom Sugg to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you very much, Paula. It's lovely, uh, lovely to be on your show. So, first of all, Tom, your tagline on LinkedIn describes you as accelerating growth with emotionally charged activations. So, <laughs> that's, um, <laughs> that, that's very exciting. And I know you do very exciting work, as I said. So, first of all, you're working a very long time, I know, with brand culture. So, tell us about your, your own career to date. Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, thank you. So, brand culture have been going for just over 15 years. And, and as you have quite rightly said, I have been there for almost all of that time. Um, so, yeah, almost part of the furniture. Um, mm. but we are a uh, independently owned, um, multi-award winning creative agency. Um, we harness the, to your point earlier, we harness the power of entertainment and lifestyle to to really light up the consumer journey. And, and I think a, a way to explain that in a bit more detail for your listeners um, who don't have the, um, you know, the visual cues that you'd, you'd perhaps expect to see on our website is that, that we help brands really excite, inspire, and delight their customers, um, existing customers as well as new, I should add. Uh, and, and how we do that is we, is we look to leverage their cultural passions and interests. So it's really all about kind of what are they into? Um, what is it that kind of makes them tick? What's their so Social currency, and then we activate activate emotionally charged campaigns through the line. So we're, we're quite agnostic when it comes to kind of you know where where these campaigns go. But more often than not, uh, the type of work that we do for our brand clients, I'm sure we'll get into it in a bit more detail, is often centered around those touch points, which, as I say, can you know our, our clients' audiences are, are into, and that might be film, it might be music, gaming, sports, travel, etc. Um, so, so yeah, that's the that, that's kind of the the the, the brand culture in a nutshell, I guess. Great. Well, certainly the, the, the sexy side of marketing, I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> and I think I said to you in preparation for the call, Tom, that um, I was, you know, keen to do some work with the film studio myself in the past, but really didn't have, I suppose, the expertise around negotiating something with them, um, with global rights owners, I guess. So, so that's the kind of thing we'll talk through now. Yeah. And even before we start, Tom, as you know, I always love to start the show with, you know, like a, a loyalty statistic or, yeah. or something that really inspires you in your work. So, so tell uh, our listeners, what is it that is your favorite loyalty statistic? 
Yeah, thank you. This, this is obviously a really interesting one. And, you know, there's so much evidence and research out there that, that points to the importance of, of this type of work. Um, you know, just looking after your customers, it, it's so important. So very difficult to pull out just one. But I, I'd say that the, you know, the 80 odd percent of companies, you know, that agree that retention is cheaper than acquisition is, is pretty compelling. Existing customers mm. being, you know, that much, I, I won't say that much more valuable, but, you know, in terms of the stats, mm. you know, kind of easier to retain a customer than, than get a new one. Uh, it's mm. it's vital that you look after your biggest fans, and I think just to maybe add to that, um, I think I think another um, kind of percentage, just to throw another one out there, is that is that three quarters or seventy five percent of consumers say that they favour companies that that offer these types of reward platforms. So um, I mm. think kind of the, you know I think those two you know things combined kind of tell you all you need to know about about this type of work and, and its importance. Absolutely. And as I said in the intro, Tom, we're, we're, you know, not just talking about loyalty programs in terms of the work that you do, but I would love to start with uh, some of the work you have done in our space, which is going to be, I suppose, directly of interest to, to the audience and hopefully just inspire some, some really big thinking. Um, and one thing that I suppose we are talking about a huge amount is the importance of driving emotional engagement. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it is reason why this particular topic and using, you know, really exciting assets like film and and games really is so relevant for us. And I guess for any marketeer, but I know uh, way back in in the beginning of the agency, you did a lot of work in particularly the film sector for a loyalty program. So maybe that's the best uh, place to start. Yeah, sure. So 15, well, between 10 and 15 years ago, when brand culture was, you know, first starting out, we, we worked for, you know, some of the, some of the biggest uh, film studios and and film distributors um, out there. And they uh, were continually and and still to this day we still work with we still work with some you know big studios now but they're, they're one of their primary objectives is very much obviously about you know brand partnerships to uh, engage consumers and to really kind of drive awareness of their new film launch and ultimately put bums on seats and drive ticket sales um, mm. so we, we actually did a lot of work with arguably one of the most famous loyalty platforms of its time sadly not with us anymore but with orange the telco company company and their Orange Wednesdays two-for-one cinematic yeah. deal. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, so we worked, we worked with those guys for, as I say, kind of quite a few years providing content around new film launches, uh, namely kind of films that were, were to be launched theatrically, which is, you know, in cinemas um, and working mm. with the team, working with the team at Orange and also their agencies and providing, as I say, kind of content, but also kind mm. of offers and rewards and exciting mm. experiences and signed merchandise and, you know, obviously, you know, kind of, you know, things like premiere tickets and, you know, meeting mm. greets and, and, and this type of thing. So that was something mm. which we worked on for, <clears throat> excuse me, for, 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 for a very long time. And as you and your, your listeners will know, um, you know, better than anyone, other telco brands are and have since kind of picked up the mantle in terms of running, you know, very mm. successful programs in, in a very similar space. And now not just necessarily looking for uh, content from and offers from film companies, but also just from all these other touch points, which we've mentioned. So mm. you know, O2, um, the Telefonica brand, you know, have a, have mm. a huge, huge program in their priority uh, platform, um, mm. which I know that they're investing kind of again in, uh, you know, to really kind of create that kind of standout and, Film, mm. film is of course uh, an area which they're playing in, but, but as is music, 
um, as is gaming, as is travel, as is sport, and, and as is all these other these other kind of touch points that I mentioned. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We, we we've more recently worked with um, uh, uh, Marriott on you know with their with their Bonvoy um, rewards platform. Um, we we. We worked with those guys uh, around the launch last year, um, and I think it was quite an interesting kind of little case study. Actually, is that Marriott were um, and are kind of you know well known for uh, you know for for business travellers um, and from from a corporate point of view. But I think what a lot of people and certainly their research showed, uh, a lot of people perhaps didn't kind of view them as being a you know a destination or you know somewhere where they could go with the family for you know exciting kind of fun family holidays. So they really wanted to try and um, I wouldn't necessarily say shift the corporate image, but they really wanted to try and shift perception um, and to let kind of you know broader family audiences know that they could have a, you know a lot of fun if they if they booked a kind of a holiday <clears throat> or, or a stay at one of their resorts. So. Kind of we helped we helped them, you know, identify uh, a touch point that would resonate with families, um, and that was in the form of a, a yeah they wanted to run something in the summer, and so that kind of that kind of came about in the form of a of a new movie release, The Secret Life of Pets Two, which was a you know from the same team that released kind of Despicable Me and the Minions movies, so really kind of big, um, kind of high high profile, all audience animated, um, fantastic film. Um, and we used that content and that association to create a campaign that was communicated, activated through the line. So it was, it was you know, communicated through their above the line and through their digital social channels, um, but also, but also through their, um, you know, through their their loyalty platform as well to really kind of engage and, um, I, I guess, educate uh, consumers that they too had a, a very compelling kind of family offering. Um, and you know, can't go into too many details in terms of kind of the results, but I can say that uh, it's it, it, it certainly kind of exceeded their expectations in terms of the the, the uptake and um, the, the the bookings that they received from a from a kind of a family demographic. So much so that you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if you saw you know kind of other um, other other campaigns leveraging this type of content going forward. Yeah. And it's a very good point, Tom, as well, because as you probably know, you know, for, for loyalty directors and loyalty managers, our number one objective is change behavior. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you know, we're giving rewards, we're giving recognition and we're building our programs in order to say thank you to our customers. But at the end of the day, what we also want is, is to connect with them more and move them up that value chain of, yes, you know, they'll buy more or stay more, as in the case of Marriott um, and obviously also recommend the, the brand to, to their friends and family. So, so I love to hear that um, that film is being used by the Bonvoy program. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's certainly good, and it's something which we're we're seeing increasingly. Um, and again, you know, kind of the risk risk of repeating myself. You know, the the, the, the movies and video gaming and, and music and sport. These are all kind of exciting touch points that that have that have that kind of emotional connection with consumers and it's what they want it's what they're seeking out is what they want to be talking about it's their it's their social currency and i think if brands can really kind of leverage that appeal and do it credibly and authentically which is is obviously what we try is obviously what we try to do for our clients then i think they can see you know they they can begin to enjoy and see some some real kind of successes going forward so it's it's great that they're it's great that it's great that they've 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 done something and and, and has had success and and, and long may long may it continue 
Indeed. And just even to pick up on your earlier point, Tom, in terms of Orange Wednesdays, yeah. uh, because again, I would have negotiated, um, I suppose, on the transactional side with cinemas in Ireland in terms of getting that, you know, exclusive um, ticketing offer on a particular day or days of the week. But at the end of the day, it really was the activation around the content and the visual appeal of the content itself. That was what really brought it to life. So, you know, you can say two for one cinema tickets and people will remember that because it was valid all year round. But unless you remind them that Despicable Me or something is coming out, they're not really going to get excited about that brand and that partnership. So so I think it's great that you, I suppose, have that kind of end-to-end solution that you go through the whole activation because there is no point having a loyalty offering unless it's very, very well executed. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's worth saying that, you know, from a from the from the film side of things, you know, we we've worked with um not just necessarily film companies, but just using those guys as an example. We've used we, we've worked with them uh you know for, for many years, as I say, from the from the beginning of, of brand culture's existence, developing these brand partnerships. And you know, the, the, we're going out to, you know, a whole load of brands from all types of different kind of sectors uh, and industries. Mm. Um, across the board, you know, we, we, we literally have worked with with you know hundreds of different types of brands who are looking to looking at ways to and or should I say, you know, they recognise the power and the appeal of these types of assets of you know film, gaming, or what have you, and these brands are using that content and that association to engage and to reward their customers. Um, and mm. some and some brands are obviously doing it really really well, which is obviously great to see. And it's because of dare I say, because of this kind of experience and our, our expertise working uh, and understanding how these film companies and, and entertainment rights holders work, it's because of that expertise that we're able to work on, you know, I guess for want of a better phrase, on the other side um, and, and helping brands directly kind of activate compelling campaigns that harness the power and the appeal and the buzz that surrounds, you know, a new film. Um or a new entertainment release. And as I mentioned, Marriott, Marriott is a good example. Um, but, you know, we also do, you know, we also do a lot of work for, um, for, for kind of FMCG brands such as Coke. You know, we work with those guys internationally. Um, we also work with Energizer as well, um, doing exactly the same thing, you know, leveraging consumer passion points um, as a means to kind of really kind of accelerate growth. And, and that, that, I guess, is going back to, to your first mm. point in terms of my little headline on my LinkedIn and, you know, that's kind of how we how we kind yeah. of go about helping our clients. Yeah, yeah. And clearly brands like Coca-Cola and Energizer are are hugely um, commercial in terms of the um, analysis that they put around every piece of marketing that, that that they do. So so the fact that you're kind of, I suppose, working across sectors like FMCG, um, while it's not the people listening to this, I suppose it does, does prove the, the efficacy, I suppose, of, of the overall approach. So... I was going to ask, actually, Tom, just, you know, if there are kind of loyalty program managers listening who kind of think that this could be a nice idea to give, you know, whether it's, um, you know, a tactical campaign just for, for something um, exciting in the short term or they want to kind of work with, with maybe film studios longer term. What kind of process would you go through with a particular brand if they wanted to tap into this emotional opportunity? Yeah, sure. So it's a really good question. I think the first thing to do is definitely to sit down and really understand, have a deep dive into the brand um, and really try and understand the 
everything that they've done or certainly everything they've done over the last few years um, from a marketing and from an engagement point of view, uh, really trying to understand their customers, um, any kind of research that the brand has done or, or, you know, if they've hired anyone else to kind of do research into kind of those kind of touch points or kind of what indexes with, uh, with their, with their current mm. customer, but, but obviously ideally, you know, kind of, who they're trying to reach and if film is you know i think one of the wonderful things about film and the movies is that it does have that universal appeal you know we, we have mm. done lots we've done lots of work with other clients with, with with other kind of touch points but i think the ones that i mentioned you know film music gaming sport um those types of touch points are, are really kind of key in terms of having a universal appeal so if that mm. was if film was an area which they wanted to explore it would then very much be about kind of going out there into the marketplace and really trying to dig into the various different options that might be relevant for that brand um, and for that audience because of course there are so many different um kind of uh, ways of looking at film you know film alone whether it's a, a new theatrical mm. release you know is it a big blockbuster like a star wars or like a marvel um you know superhero movie or do you go down the more kind of um kind of art house route or you know more of a drama you know there's there's lots of different kind of avenues to explore from a genre point of view but then of course mm. there's also um whether you're looking from a theatrical point of view i.e a film that, that's out in cinemas are you looking at more of a home entertainment release do you want to look into the options uh around your you know your premium kind of streaming platforms like your netflixes or your amazon primes there's lots mm. of there's lots of different ways um to to, to kind of use and work with film and all the different kind of companies that represent these titles, whether they're the distributors or the, you know, the platform owners all have, you know, kind of similar objectives, but they obviously all work in very different ways. And one of the, the, I guess, um, unique things about brand culture is that, you know, we've worked and we do work for all these types of, uh, different, um, you know, uh, kind of film, companies so we know what kind of makes them tick we, we we know what they're looking for from from these types of brand partnerships um mm. so we're, we're 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 quite uniquely placed i think to to act on on behalf of our brand clients and and help them negotiate the best possible deal mm. uh, i guess for want of a better phrase um mm. you know, in terms of you know going to that going to that rights holder or to that distributor, um, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, really explaining what it is that we can offer them, um, which invariably is, you know, kind of awareness and, and, and helping kind of, you know, get mm. people um, buying a cinema ticket or, you know, kind of mm. share, sharing what they've, sh uh, what they've watched with their friends on, on Netflix or what have you. Um, mm. But we, we can, we can, we can best, um, kind of negotiate as i say kind of an, an opportunity and then work mm. together work together as that middleman but also crucially as that kind of authentic creative resource um developing that camp developing the campaign and, and then activating it through kind of multiple channels Absolutely. And I know what you said to me as well, Tom, is that again, I think you guys have a good understanding of, you know, if a brand perhaps didn't have a massive budget um, to go and, and subsidize or fund something. And I mentioned to you, I was keen to to get Star Wars as an asset, but it simply was too expensive for the brand I was working for at the time to, to, to fully execute the way we would have liked to because it has that kind of brand value. But it, it does seem that there, there are definitely plenty of studios and assets and, and right 
rights that are available on a contra basis if if the brand has other benefits such as like massive scale and that might be below the line obviously a lot of loyalty programs it could be massive email databases and and membership that they can just um, communicate to so it sounds like there's a mix of models that you can work with depending on on what the programs might need yeah absolutely I think that's I think that's definitely fair um, and again given our experience working you know for, for, for many years with with many of the you know the different companies in this space we, we have seen lots of different models as you say um, mm. y- you know I think it's about um, really trying to identify you know the the, 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 the brand in, in questions um, you know w- w- what is it that they're ideally looking to do you know what is their ambition um, mm. you know, do they want to kind of go all out straight away and you know start doing something with some of the or one of the bigger kind of blockbusters which you know mm. or, or who should I say invariably will be looking for that kind of massive kind of awareness you know the big above the line kind of uh, you know kind of uh, campaign uh, mm. you know, but then you know on the other side on the other you know looking at it fr- fr- from a, a different lens you know there are there are plenty of opportunities in our experience of uh, you know of, of studios or distributors that are looking for uh, you know, help where, where it doesn't necessarily have to have that kind of big above the line presence. You know, you, you mentioned you know some of the below the line opportunities that some of these some of these brands, all these platforms that some of these brands kind of have access to in terms of their owned media. And I think one of the things that we always try and um, be clear about is that scale can very much be achieved in very different ways. Um, and uh, of course, the big kind of you know advertising TV spends are obviously fantastic, and you know a lot of the film, a lot of the film studios will obviously um, you know kind of love that type of thing. But equally, there are um, properties and films, and there's content out there that you know is is looking for you know new audiences, and you know there there are opportunities to work with brands who who might have, as I say, like a big database or they have a, a strong a strong social uh, following. So again, it's it, again it's about it's about understanding and knowing kind of what opportunities are out there um, across the board, and then as I say, kind of knowing who to speak to. Um, and, as I, and then, as I said, you know, really kind of understanding kind of what their pain points are and what it is that, that these that these rights holders are actually after and being able to kind of come to them with a solution uh, that, that ultimately, um, you know, is a win-win for both parties. Yeah. And I love that, actually. I, I know myself, again, you know, the only way to, to work on partnerships is to have, you know, the, the vested interests of both parties equally close to heart because, you know, you're probably getting your 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 fees paid from, from one side, maybe the brand itself. But unless you get a really wow result as well for the, the, the rights holder, you know, it's just not going to work and you're not going to be able to, to do business long term. So, yeah, it's a, it's a unique position, actually. I think you have to wow the customer, wow the brand. And, and wow, the rights holder. So um, it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's exactly right. You know, kind of partnerships um, by their very nature. You know, uh, it, you know, we're needing to make sure that kind of both sides of the uh, both sides of the arrangement are, are, are very happy. So yeah, there is a, a huge element mm. in terms of managing both sides uh, of the relationship. And you know, we might be working for the film company in one instance. You know pitching an opportunity to a brand partner but equally we have to look at those guys as almost being a client as well because ultimately what ultimately what we want to happen at the end of the day is is of course to have a successful campaign that works for our client but equally we want to make sure that the the brand partner is is equally 
kind of um, sat, not not just satisfied, but kind of impressed and excited mm-hmm. uh, to the to the point where we want them to be calling us back to say that was such a such a great yeah. opportunity. It worked so brilliantly. You know, w- w- what else is coming down the pipe? Um, and then and then equally, when we're working for our our brand clients, you know, and and, and the shoes on the other foot, and we're going out to the to the rights holder, and we're we're asking if there's an opportunity for us to work together. We want to make sure that that we are doing a good job, you know, in terms of hitting their objectives um, so that we know that when the next Star Wars film comes out, for example, um, we know, we know, or we're putting ourselves in as good a position as possible to, you know, to get that call back from them. You know, do you want to work with us again? Um, Do you want to have first, first refusal on, on this next um, release or what have you, or, you know, we had such a great time working with you last time. How about we look to change things up and see if there's more, more things that we can do together or unlock or open doors that perhaps weren't open the first time around. So yeah, it's, it's huge. It's hugely important to, to ensure, sure that, that you're looking after both sides of the of, of, the, of mm. the of of the arrangement definitely great and on a very practical note tom you know what are the um requirements you know in terms of um capacity to operationalize something like this like i'm assuming most of these big guys now will have digital codes for example for you know to access for example home streaming content that you mentioned um, but i guess there's, there's there's a mix of online and offline mechanics that you use so so how well advanced is that and and it may be different in different markets um and i know you work uh, way beyond the UK. In yeah. fact, I think you mentioned fifty-five markets. I think for for one particular client. So, <laughs> so, 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 so truly global, but by all accounts. But just talk to me about uh, how the mechanics typically work. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think to your point, it's it, it can be super super complex. Um, the 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 campaign that you mentioned, kind of in fifty five markets. Again, it was for one of our FMCG clients, um, where we ran a promotion whereby you could download. You, you you know you buy a promotional pack and you could download a uh, you know inverted commas free movie um, mm. via uh, I think it was at the time via Google Play. Um, mm-hmm. So that was uh, <laughs> the, the the team that developed this would kill me for saying that it was uh, was a simple. <laughs> was a simple solution but for the benefit of your listeners to try and explain the the mechanic was relatively straightforward and as far as you bought a packet of batteries you entered your details online um and you uh you 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 received a code that you were able to then go on to you know google play and 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 download a film of your choice um you know when you when you say it like that it, it it does come across as sounding quite straightforward i think the challenge with that particular campaign was that, you know, we were, we were activating in, in, as I said, kind of, I think it was 55 markets having to do all the translations, um, not just kind of across the microsites, but also, you know, across the kind of all the point of sale and, uh, all mm. the touch points across all the different, um, you know, kind of displays in, 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 in the, in the client's, uh, key accounts. Um, and then, you know, like trying to, trying to translate kind of the promotional offer in, in, in that many languages was, was, was pretty, tricky as well um i think one of the one of the challenges now we have is that is that is that that kind of platform 
don't you know no longer exists as a way as a means to you know download movies in in, in so many markets so now it is mm. about now it is about having to kind of change things up and look at different options and different mechanics and in, and in some instances some instances sorry we're having to look at very different ways of uh, of of redeeming offers by market even for the same campaign so it it, it is quite tricky um, it is it is complex uh, you know, when, when we do have so many markets kind of participating in a in a in a campaign or a platform, um, it's obviously fantastic, and it's something which we've I think we've really kind of carved a carved a position out on in terms of helping you know really kind of build build advocates throughout an organisation to 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 get that buy into a centrally developed idea, um, which is something which you know some of our clients have struggled with in the past. But to really kind of you know build out that idea and and excite uh, excite uh, as I say kind of stakeholders throughout an, an organisation and, and get them to buy into wanting wanting to run it in their market is 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 hugely rewarding um, and I think you know going from you know maybe a campaign that's run in five markets and then over the last few years kind of helping build that out to 55 markets is obviously something which we're you know immense immensely proud of and and obviously very uh, very pleased to have won you know kind of various awards last year that that kind of recognize um, our achievements in in helping kind of in helping our clients kind of achieve that type of uh, that type of um, you know uh, goal Absolutely. And again, I mean, batteries is something that we all buy almost as a grudge purchase. You know, it's, it's <laughs> one of those things. It's super hard to differentiate. But actually, again, I suppose when we look at what sectors are, are typically interested in, in loyalty programs, they tend to be where there's, there's very other few ways to differentiate. So, so airlines love to think that my product is absolutely the best. And um, convincing customer of that, of course, is its own piece of communication. But otherwise, fundamentally some people are like it's just a plan getting me from A to B so a differentiating proposition um, that that you've done for Energizer um, is super exciting to hear that you went from 5 to 55 So, so well done on that one thank you very much Great. And are there any other ones, Tom, that you would kind of, um, you know, mention as, as, you know, I suppose flagship projects or things that you are particularly proud of or, or excited about um, in, in any particular market? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I think I think I kind of mentioned before that we we work on both sides of the uh, the, the 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 coin, so to speak. Um, you know, we do lots of work for uh, Universal Pictures and also for DreamWorks. Um, so we, we we develop a lot of their uh, kind of brand partnerships that are designed to uh, you know really kind of. Um, you know, kind of inspire consumers to kind of go out and, and check out, you know, the, the, the latest film that that, that that might be hitting cinemas, etc. Um, we've we've worked on some, we've worked on some, obviously, in our opinion, some 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 lovely campaigns. Um, one of one of our favorite, one of my favorites, was a uh, was a partnership between uh, an insurance brand, a pet insurance brand, actually, uh, called Petland. Pet plan, which were, which is sorry, a, a kind of a division or, or uh, you know, under the Alliance umbrella, um, and and again, a movie which I mentioned earlier, The Secret Life of Pets, um, which which uh, the, the original film came out a few years ago, but we worked with those guys on 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 a on a campaign that was really kind of designed to um, educate kind of the the uh, pet owners on the importance of taking out you know um, uh, relevant pet insurance um, and using using a 
a fun, family-friendly, kind of non-offensive, uh, you know, kind of uh, movie release to really try and kind of, you know, uh, you know, get people to kind of take a second look at, at, at this insurance ad um, and really understand that, you know, you know, you know w- why you should take out, you know, a, a relevant, a, a relevant products um and they use film content um from the trailer in, in their tv ad um the agency did a, you know the agency that worked on it did a really great job in terms of pulling that kind of um, ad together to create something really unique and then the kind of the i guess the the, the where the rewards kind of element uh kind of fit in was that for anyone anyone who you know took out a policy over the course of uh, uh, you know that promotional period uh, received a um you know kind of like a limited edition uh, kind of pet uh, product or blanket um obviously for their uh, four-legged furry friend which which worked out really really <laughs> worked out really nicely um so that that, that one won um a, a fair few effectiveness awards um at the time <clears throat> excuse me i can't obviously go into too much detail in terms of in terms of the exact results but again um i, I, I can tell you that i can tell you that the the, the i think both sides of the uh, both sides both parties in the partnership are very pleased in terms of the film coming out at number one and then pet plan um uh having uh, seen some real success in terms of you know an increase in policy sales off the back of the off the back of the off the back of the campaign again i think it just really points to I think the evidence is hopefully really clear that when you work with something which your consumers are super passionate about, and it goes back to the whole emotional engagement thing, when you work with um, a property and you do it credibly and authentically, you can you can expect some really strong results. Um, and I think the insurance category, you know, is is an interesting one. Um, you know, when they've then leveraged a, a film launch, they've seen you know such an increase in um, in their bottom lines uh, is a really strong offer. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great example, Tom, because again, I've worked in insurance um, across different types of products and it's super hard to get people excited about it. So to find that way to kind of really make it um, so appealing um, is is lovely. And something I came across recently, and and it won't be a surprise to any listeners, but there is, as you know, a big shift, I suppose, just in terms of pets overall in how they're positioned just in our minds and society. So in fact, I I, I believe that, that that um, people who have pets now call themselves parents and um, pet parents rather <laughs> yeah. than pet owners. So there you go. So there's, there's definitely a, a whole different way of, of managing um, with, with that uh, particular sector. So um, so a lovely example. So I was, I was just going to say um, a, another one which we we worked on, which was 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 quite interesting, was uh, with the with the mattress brand Otty. Okay. Um, so th- there's your your listeners are probably familiar with the I guess the the, the rise in these types of brands like the mattress in a box. Uh, I think it would be yeah. would be a good way to describe them. There's there's yeah. quite, there's quite a few players out there now um, in terms of you know you see them advertised um, a fair bit. Um, and we actually we actually work with those guys uh, on we've actually worked with them twice, which hopefully kind of again kind of points to this type of 
you know method working but we work yeah. with we work with those guys again actually on 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 the the sequel to the secret life of pets because they brilliantly mm. they also do um mattresses for your for your pet as well um brilliant so, so again <laughs> again it kind of ties into the point you've just made in terms of um pet yeah. parents really kind of you know really kind of going for it and um spending their hard-earned cash i think on uh, you know on, on their on their kind of dogs wow. as well um if wow it's not, if it's not an instagram account they've got you know kind of made for yeah. their, for their pet they've got they've now got a mattress as well um so wow. we actually did a lovely campaign with those guys where again whereby they use the content from the secret life of pets to uh, uh promote the fact that they had this type of offering as well which which is obvious and and, and worked really well and again yeah. su- and again such was the such was the success of, of this type of brand partnership that they worked with, uh, with with us again on on a release that actually came out around um, Halloween time, uh, which was the the new animated um, version of the Adams Family, mm-hmm. um, which which again kind of you know worked, worked really well. So I think I just wanted to kind of add that one in because you know, the, the, the mattress in a box type brands, um, you know, again, a, a very kind of non-traditional, I think, in terms of mm-hmm. doing, doing this type of a partnership. And again, I think it's just, it's just, it's just good. It's a good one to mention in terms of evidence that points to the success that you can see when you, mm. when you, when you find the right type of opportunity and, and execute it in the right way. Yeah. And I had no idea there was a market for pet mattresses now, Tom. So <laughs> that, there you go. I think it's it's a stroke of genius, you know. So um, there you go. Point proven. Um, the last few bits I wanted to get into, because uh, it's not just film, obviously. Um, I guess you're seeing a, a huge amount more in terms of music and gaming partnerships. So mm-hmm. um, is is that true in terms of, would you say that they, they, they may even overtake film or, or how are those categories of, of uh, assets coming through in terms of their appeal to consumers yeah sure um so uh, film is definitely kind of our bread and butter in terms of where the agency came from i think that Mm. um you know sorry to use this phrase but i think back in the day uh, and i'm sure my two bosses um won't um mind me saying that you know 15 years ago they were working on the original kind of brand partnerships um between you know kind of disney Buena Vista and, and mcdonald's you know doing the happy meal promotion um yeah. you know which which is still a you know a staple of of today's promotional um mm. market in terms of you know mcdonald's are, are constantly in happy meal mm. you know with with relevant film releases um but i think since then and certainly in my experience having worked there for for almost as long is that is that is that those other touch points that I mentioned, um, which you've just said in terms of video games, music, and sport, and what have you? I, mm. I, 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 I would say are as prevalent um, as film are nowadays, and we and we certainly we certainly mm. don't have a. a yeah, I don't think I don't think one kind of outshines the other in terms of the the level of work okay. that we're doing for our clients. I think that video gaming, as as many of your listeners will know, is is massive. I think the rise of kind of mobile games has had a huge uh, a huge effect on that in terms of every single person having a essentially a, a you know games console in their in their back pocket at all times um has mm. has, has become you know is, is huge um i think gaming by value is you know it, you know is that much bigger than film just off the back of the you know the cost of a new console game for example um and with the kind of the next generation in games consoles coming down the track in terms of you know kind of playstation 5 and uh you know the new xbox you know the these types of partnerships and these types of opportunities are only going to get 
um, kind of more and more popular, I think. Um, mm. and, and then again, you know, kind of, I could talk about this all day, but I'll save you the, um, <laughs> I, know we've, I know we've only got a limited amount of time, but I think, I think yeah. music and live events and gigs is massive. Um, yeah. as, as is as is sport um, as well, and you know we're seeing lots of lots of brands, not just our clients, but you know lots of uh, activations that are really trying to tap into to music, but yeah. also sport, and not just you know you you know the, the football of footballs and rugby. Um, people mm. look people looking at you know other other kind of sports as well, which is really exciting. It sure is. And again, those industries are so well developed in terms of, you know, their sponsorship models and everything they've done for years. So I think even from that side, they seem to be looking for more innovative ways to to, to drive their own brand awareness and engagement. So um, so definitely the, the brand partnership model seems to, to fit on both sides for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was more or less all the questions I wanted to go through, Tom. Um, I suppose just from my side to finish off, a couple of points I was going to pick up on. Um, one is I loved hearing and learning, actually, I suppose the flexibility of some of the stuff you've done. For example, you know, here's a code for a movie of your choice in a particular mm. channel, because anything I've seen um, maybe on pack, for example, promotions and all of those type of things, they tend to be title led. So, um, mm. but yet as a loyalty manager, I'm might want to say to my end user, no, actually, you might be able to, you know, choose your own movie. So I do yeah. love that kind of flexibility piece. Um, and then just just to pick up on the fact of what I'm hearing is is certainly an increasing investment um, yeah. in this whole um, partnerships area, um, whether it's with big rights holders or, or or literally, you know, two brands with them with similar target markets that that believe they can suddenly um, work together in parallel to complement each other's businesses. So mm. so just exciting from my perspective again as a partnerships person to kind of hear how the industry is growing. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think to your I think to your first point um, in terms of the, the the you know the level of choice is a really interesting one. Um, you know, broadly across kind of marketing, but also rewards and and loyalty and and personalization. I think I think that's a that's that's going to be a, a trend which I think we're going to continue to see going forward. Um, you know, you know, brand, you know, everyone knows that brands know kind of what you're you're browsing for now. You know, not just kind of what based on your transactions. So you know, they can recommend products based on the information that they can see, the algorithms that you know of, of, of you just browsing certain products on a on a on a brand's website. And I think that. You know, we know that consumers want kind of that unique uh, customer experience. So I think that um, we can see this being kind of reflected in rewards programs increasingly. Um, I think the, 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 there's so much content and opportunity out there. Um, you know, it's trying to understand from your client kind of what it is they want. Do, do they do they want to have like the the, the big hit with a big one off? You know, um, moment in time event release like a Star Wars. You know, where where you are perhaps restricted. Not perhaps. You know, you are restricted to working with with the film studio around the time of its release. Um, i.e. i.e. at Christmas, which you know again arguments for and against whether that's a good time to to work together because of, of what you know everything else that's going on and getting that cut through versus doing something where you're not necessarily restricted to a, a film launch date um, and you can look at a, 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 a studio's back catalogue um, like 
like we did with 20th Century Fox, where you can pick out, I think, up to kind of 30 films, um, you know, where you can really kind of choose and find and curate a list of films that are going to have as broad appeal as possible and then use that content within your communications to make sure you're hitting as many of your target consumer as possible. So I think I think all that's all that kind of stuff is again just down to kind of really understanding what the what the client is looking for. Um, and then again, crucially really knowing kind of who to go and speak to and and how to best yeah. um, negotiate a deal. Yeah. And I like that actually about a back catalogue as well, Tom, because again, I'm sure there's um, there's immense value in that, um, which which will remain untapped, you know, if, if brand partners aren't coming forward to say, you know, let's use that and, and get the value of it. And it might be a, a much more affordable option than trying to get a new release, which is obviously going to be top dollar, I guess, at, at the time that it's happening. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it, it, it completely it completely varies, as I said, and I don't mean that to sound kind of to give you kind of like a woolly answer. It's just it's really it's really about understanding kind of how all these different entertainments uh, entertainment right holder companies work, um, and as mm. I say, kind of what it is that they're looking for, and and you know if there's a deal to be done, you know, you know it, it, it can be negotiated, but you know the, yeah. the, the, there are there are lots of different factors that play into kind of um, costs and um, kind of what is and what isn't possible but ultimately if you're mm. appro- if you're approaching a film studio and you have something to offer them which they see mm. uh, you know that they find of value which will help them achieve their objective um, mm. then then you know the, the evidence in terms of the work that we've done for our clients points to you know that, that there, there are an abundance of opportunities it's just as I said it's just about mm. knowing kind of who's, who to speak to and and how to best mm. um, how to best structure a, a, a deal really. Brilliant. Well, that's it from my side. Um, obviously, in the show notes, I will put links to Brand Culture. I'll put links to your own LinkedIn profile. Thank you um, very much. No problem. And my, my overall hope is that I've inspired or we've inspired maybe some listeners to to think about um, some of this um, very exciting kind of content and ways that they might uh, freshen up their loyalty program. So, so before I go, was there any other kind of closing points you wanted to cover from your side? No, I, I, I don't think so, Paula. I think I think we've I think we've covered off a fair amount. Then I would just say that you know maybe just to end on um, you know in terms of the work that that brand culture do, it very much kind of falls into the into the category that you've talked about earlier in terms of that emotional engagement and and really kind of tapping into what it is that kind of brands and, and our clients consumers are into and really talking to them in an incredible and authentic way to to, to accelerate their growth and and you know and, and and kind of sell more really so yeah definitely if there are uh if there's anybody out there interested to kind of talk to us about kind of some of our work mm-hmm. and and kind of how mm-hmm. we went about it then then yeah i'm uh, as you said right at the beginning i'm 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 out on linkedin a fair a, a fair <laughs> a fair amount so um if, prolific if somebody if somebody if somebody wants to to connect then uh then i'll be sure to kind of get back in touch with them Brilliant, Tom. Okay, well, listen, that's it from me. As I said, I just want to say thanks a million for your time and for talking to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform. Find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews. And thanks again for supporting the show.